Roll for Romance is a podcast featuring four friends thirsty for D20. Welcome to Roll for Romance. I'm your DM, Emily, and today I have with me three incredible adventurers. And once again, we are going to consult the Romance Angels to tell our romantic futures. You can decide if it's for you or for your character or both. So let's start with Sarah. All right. My card is very soon. Clearly decide what you want so that it comes to you now. Whoa. That's intense. High pressure. That's not very romantic. Figure it out now, Sarah. Romantic, but I think I know what I want. What do you want? I don't know. We might see. (gasps) We might see. Time will tell. No, we need it now. (laughs) No, it's very soon. Okay, not this. Not not now. this instant. (laughs) Very soon. You'll find out very soon. knows what they want. Very soon. What about you, Desiree? Well, my card works for me or Hilrana because it's the flirt card. <gasps> Extend my lighthearted energy to others. Aww. Yay. Which I just do all the time because we all know that I am just a barrel full of light, fluffy positivity. See, you actually you really are a lot. Yeah. positivity for those that don't know me. Yes. It's like the positivity of a little raccoon or something. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Just My great. life is trash, but yeah. it's still cute. You're exactly. Right. Yes. And I think this is good because I'm going to flirt with everybody at the table today. Yes. What about you, Holly? Well, I think this could apply to either Ferris or myself. Prepare yourselves. Uh-oh. It says, let your friends help you. <laughs> help you do what? Help you with what? In this context, body? I don't know. That takes that flirting up another level. Yeah, watch that flirting, honey. I like it. All right, I need to look at mine. Oh, yes, mine is chemistry. Ooh. There's a strong magnetic attraction here. Ooh. I don't know to, to what or to, who. to maybe something. the magnets in my brain are, <laughs> are drawing me towards something, but you know, yeah. Anyway, magnetic but yeah, I don't energy. know what. Maybe there's maybe one of my characters that I play will have mm. some magnetic chemistry. I'm gonna take it literally chemistry. though. They're just it, gonna the start. They're they're magnets, magnets. Like you have to be careful around like refrigerators. <laughs> be careful around magnets. <laughs> I don't want excuses. What happened was an utter failure. No, I don't care that you were able to capture Hilrana and bring her back to my estate. You let her leave. None of this would have happened if you hadn't brought that random man along with her. He helped her escape a mere handful of hours after you grabbed them. It isn't my fault that I wasn't home. It was your job to keep her detained until I returned. Needless to say, I will not be paying for your services in this debacle, and I'm leaving a terrible review on Mercs R Us. As always, I have to do things myself. Ugh. 
last time we had a little bit of an interesting episode where it was mostly Hilrana. And we're, so we're going to pick back up a little bit rewinding into the past <laughs> to our friends Lanny and Ferris, who are still at the Beholder. Hilrana has just gone outside to go check on Chadley, and you are hanging out still having the party time with Sono and Lord Bloodworth. Mm-hmm. Sono has currently gone off to get you all a round of drinks to help get this party started. <laughs> I'm actually I'm a little bit concerned about Hilrana because didn't she have some people like trying to follow her? Or, no, no, no. That was you. I was followed earlier. Worry about yourself. Hilrana's like, mind your own business, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a little bit worried about her just running out to the alley herself. Yeah. Well, she did say before she left, if I, I'll, I'll probably see you guys at home. Yeah. After she dealt oh. with Chadley. So I don't oh, think right. Ferris would be worried yet. Yeah. I mean, she can handle herself. Yeah. She can. She can turn into creatures. and Ferris will be worried when they get home and she's not there. But she's totally home. She's found Chadley. She got home. And you guys are having a party time. I'm sure everything is fine. And this guy's really hot. So maybe I'll just stay. Adonis has gone back to the stage. Let's see what Adonis' second routine is like. Please don't fail this time. He's feeling charged up by the presence of Lord Bloodworth. Fail, Adonis. (laughs) Okay. Well, so I was going to give him advantage, but then he gets disadvantage from you. So it just cancels out. Yay. He feels both the love and the hatred. I, that's probably around a dirty 20 oh. for Adonis. Pretty good. So pretty, pretty good. Looking pretty good. He's up on the stage. Is there anything you guys want to do before you end your night here at the Beholder? Sono has come over with a big tray of shots and he's like, come on, guys, let's do this. We got to just let our, our troubles go for now. Let's have a good night. Well, while Adonis is busy, I'm going to try to um, steer a little bloodworth. Mm. Kind of toward Lanny. Oh, a little bit. A little bit. Just, yeah, just sort of. <laughs> All right. I'll you know. take it, wingman. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> a little bit. I'm going to take a single shot and I'm going to nurse it and just appreciate what my friend Harris is doing for me. Of course. So what are you, what are you exactly are you doing to, to direct Lord Bloodworth towards Lanny? Well, so I have in my mind this vision that they are sitting at one of the tables close to the stage. Yes. Okay. And so Ferris is trying to physically direct Lord Bloodworth from watching Adonis. So she's probably stood up. <laughs> in the middle of Adonis' yes. performance. Oh, fuck that bitch. What a dick. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That. No, I'm sorry. What a huge clip I'm being right now. Oh. But I do not care. <laughs> so I'm going to stand and physically block the stage. And I'm going to keep gesturing <laughs> toward Lanny. Here, here's Lanny. Look yeah. at Lanny. Yes. Very so, subtle. Just, just yeah, just like to be. Well, and it kills bit. two birds with one stone. One, I'm trying to help my friend out, you know. And two, I'm trying to thwart Adonis. Okay, make a... Uh, I don't even know what this role would be. <laughs> sabotage check. Sabotage check. <laughs> just make, yeah, just make like a, a, something and add your charisma modifier to it. Oh, shit. Okay, that's not looking too good. Well, and I know Adonis is going to know what I'm doing, but I don't care about him. It'll be an eight total. Par- pardon me, do you mind? <laughs> um, I, I was trying to, to watch the performance. 
Oh, his performance, sweetie. Ad- Adonis is up on the stage, and at that moment, Adonis comes over and does like a big flourish with his feather fans and like flaps them and kind of hits you in the face oh, a little I totally bit with would them. Too. Yeah. And then I does like a, a coy little wink at Lord Bloodworth and then goes back off and shoots you dagger eyes. I'm just gonna wink at him and kind of shrug, like, oh well, had to try, and then I'll sit back down. Okay. But he did look, he has looked over at you. I, I apologize for interrupting the performance with my speaking. Oh, please don't worry about it. It's fine. I've seen Adonis perform before. He's quite captivating, is he not? Speaking of captivating, have you ever heard Lanny, quite a talented musician? And don't you think that, I mean, dancing is a wonderful art. Don't get me wrong, I love dancing, but there's just something so intellectual and sophisticated about musicians. Don't you find that so, Lord Bloodborne? I'm blushing and cringing a little bit. <laughs> Look. I do appreciate the, the musical arts, yes. Wonderful! That is quite impressive. Oh, thank you. And are you a patron of the arts, Lord Bloodborne? I have not had much chance to patronize the arts, but I am trying my best, as you can see. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Maybe we should go somewhere else so we're not, like, talking right in front of the uh, stage while someone is performing. (laughs) That would probably be for the best. I feel quite loop, and I don't want to offend Donuts. Oh, well, I do, but that's all right, Trevor. (laughs) We can move. Okay, so you guys go away from the main stage. And about at this point, Ferris, you have someone come over to you. They are hooded, so you can barely see any of their face. They're fairly tall. You're tall, so they're at about a little bit above eye level from you. They have these kind of bright goldish eyes that you can see, and it almost feels like the darkness is clinging to their body, so you can't see any more features of their face. They have these gold-tipped horns, and they just gently place their hand on your shoulder and say, Could I get a reading? You absolutely can, Sugar. Please follow me, Baba. They go over and follow you towards the booth, and at this moment, you see Sono coming up again with more drinks, and he topples over, spilling this big tray of drinks over this person, this mysterious hooded person, and he tumbles over, he spills all these drinks and glasses, shatter on the ground, and you go to perchance help this person up and when you look away for a moment maybe looking at Sono you come back and the, that figure is not there anymore they're gone oh no what where do you, what where'd they go you can make a perception check if you want to uh natural 20 you do not see anyone that's very odd it's like they just dissipated at the minute that you took your eyes off of them so Ferris will say into the ether I don't know where you went but you're welcome to come back did I see this figure at all? Or was it just Ferris that saw? Make a perception check for me. 15? I would say no, you did not see anything. You did see Sono with a huge tray of drinks topple over, seemingly over thin air. Oh. And crash to the ground. So he is now trying to clean himself up. Oh, dear. And he's, oh, maybe I've had um, a bit too much. Apologies. I did not mean to make more of a mess of... Of my life. Oh no, so no, it's fine. Here, let me help you. And I'm going to press to digitate his clothes so that he isn't soaked in alcohol. Oh, thank you. That's going to help me when I head back to the palace and I'm not completely covered in alcohol. Thank you. No worries. Oh, Lanny, you're so talented. Isn't Lanny talented, Lord Bloodworth? 
um, I I am sure that Lani has many oh many boy. good features, but you know, I I believe I have a previous engagement this evening with Adonis, and I should probably be going. Sono, are are you coming? And Sono looks at you guys and he's like, Well, I was I was gonna stay and party, but what do you what do you guys want? Oh well, maybe we should call it a night. Maybe. Do you mind walking us home? Or do you want to stay? Well, I'll either come with you all, or I'll go with uh, Lord Bloodworth and Adonis and see where that takes me. Oh, have fun and good luck. I mean, I could go with you guys. I'm good. Are you good, Lanny? I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> he looks a little dejected. Oh, <laughs> Soto, he wanted to hook up with them. <laughs> uh, Soto will sleep with anything that moves. Yeah, I'm not really into Soto's <laughs> no, entire vibe. It's not my type. He's nice. He's though. nice. He's good friend material. He is good. Yes. Yeah, and he's not. The thing is, the good thing about him is that he will not be offended or be a butt if no. you're not into him. Yeah, he'll just move right on to the next person. <laughs> yes, that's a good way to be. Yeah. So yes, he will go off with Lord Bloodworth, who bids you good evening. And Adonis, again, gives you like a look over his shoulder as he heads out, drapes his arm dramatically across Luke Bloodworth's arm. And then they head off together with Sono trailing behind a little bit. Like, I guess I'll be a part of this. (laughs) So why, why is Adonis like that? (sighs) Long story short... We are very competitive, and we both like um, older, wealthy friends. I see. Right. So Adonis mistakenly believed I had propositioned one of his um, friends, but it actually, they propositioned me, but he won't hear of it. Too big of an ego. Anyway, I'm so sorry. I was pushing... You and Lord Bloodworth together, I just feel like I know you've been struggling with your budget, and I know he's a lord. He probably has a lot of money, and maybe he'd want to be your patron. Oh, Ferris, that's so considerate of you. I tried. Plus, I really hate Adonis. I know. You know, if I could kill two birds with one stone, get you a little patron to help pay for your lessons with Aquaria, and also stick it to that asshole Adonis, well... My night would be wonderful. It's quite all right, Ferris. I still had a lovely night. Oh, I'm so glad. I won't. I won't do that again. I promise. Oh no! Really? If if you were to do it again and it were to work, I wouldn't oh. have been offended. Oh, good. But um, it's all right that it didn't work out. I'll figure something out. It is fairly late. You get home. The house is pretty quiet. The lights are off in Hilrana's chamber and everything is peaceful at Greg's home. Where's Hilrana? You think she's still looking for Chadley? Maybe she's just asleep. I'm gonna knock on her door. Hopefully she doesn't like shoot those vines at me again. Like that one time I walked in on her. Oh, oh, uh, never mind. Uh, I'm gonna knock on her door. Hilrana? Are you in there, sugar? She is a little bit of a heavy sleeper. Oh, you guys remember that airship battle that I slept in? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I had forgotten about that, actually. I'm going to open the door. Hilrana, honey, are you in there? Make a perception check for me. 10. 15. 
Yeah, you both can see that there is no Hilvrana in the in the darkened room. Oh. Chadley. Chadley, are you in here? No sign of Chadley. Well, damn. Ah, oh, jeez. Do you think she's all right? I'm worried because you said somebody you felt like followed you earlier. Yes, I think somebody was following me earlier when I was returning from my private lesson. Well, good lord. Well, let's wake up. Oh, I forgot his name. Oh, the little... Uh, I can never remember. I think it's Archibald, but I'm not sure. I need to go back and look it up. His name's Archibald now. Or let's, Archie. Yeah, let's nice, find Archie. Archie and see if maybe she's checked in or came back and left a note or something. Right, yeah. Hmm. All right, so we'll go looking for Archie. He's probably asleep. He's, yeah, you would assume that he is asleep. You, you can eventually find his room, knock on the door, and in a dressing gown comes out. Aww. Archibald with like a very stereotypical like sleeping cap kind of thing <laughs> comes out, rubs the sleep out of his eyes, and he says, oh, um, uh, "Do you need anything? I can make you some sandwiches if you'd like." Oh no, uh, I'm terribly sorry to wake you up at this hour. Have you heard or seen Hilrana? Uh, no, I have not seen Mistress Ilrana since she left earlier with you all. Oh dear. How about Mr. Chadley? No, I have not seen Master Chadley in, uh, since the same same time. Do you think we should go maybe look? I, I think we ought to. Archie, if, if Miss Hilrana comes back or Master Chadley, would you let them know we've gone back to the Beholder to seek them out? Of course, I shall. I shall definitely do that. I shall stay awake and I will definitely not fall asleep. I will... It is my sworn duty now to aid you in finding the young mistress and her beloved Chadley. Ferris is going to give him a little kiss on the cheek and say, Sugar, nobody's going to be mad if you fall asleep, but thank no, you. No, and he, bingo, he goes down to the kitchen and just downs like three cups of coffee. Oh, no! And he's, he's ready. He's ready to rock. Oh, <laughs> I feel bad. Oh, and I hate to bring this up for, I'm sure that you have thought of this, but did you happen to try contacting her with your Communication. Oh, yes. I was about to suggest that. <laughs> Did not even occur to me. <laughs> we ought to do and that. You had yes. some drinks. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for reminding us. No, it's quite all right. All right, so I get out my extremely tacky T-Mobile <laughs> and I go beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Which you don't need to do, but it's really, it's, I, it's very fancy. That's how I think it works. <laughs> <laughs> and I bring it to my mouth and I'm like, Hilrona. Hilrana, can you hear us? Hilrana? Nothing. Oh. Oh, no. Try yours. Maybe she'll respond to Maybe mine's broken. It does now. It doesn't. You just do it because you think it's part of the incantation to do the thing. You just have to beep at it and then it works. Hilrana? Hilrana, Shuka, can you hear me? Oh my god, I know I really am worried. We ought to go. Let's go. All right, so we're going to fade forward in time. You all head off back to the Beholder. You spend a sleepless night combing through the city, trying to find signs of Hilrana or Chadley to no avail. Hilrana, you have just woken up. You were having these weird dreams, and you felt the hand, a familiar hand, closing around your throat, cutting off your breath, almost like something somebody was looming over you. You woke up, 
Nothing was there. You went down to check on your new mysterious friend, Joran, who you had left in Greg's vault. And when you got in there, he was not there. And your friend, who is hyped up on coffee, still awake, Archibald, is has confirmed with you that he did not see him anywhere. So that's where we're picking up. Right. It is many hours later. You guys are very tired. And so you've probably made it, are making your way back to the house when your bracelets, they light up a little bit and you hear someone say, Sorry for not getting back to you sooner. Your friend was visiting me for a while and it appears that she left without her communication bracelet. I'd be happy to give it back to her if she returns what she took from me. Like from our bracelets? From your bracelets. Who the hell was that? Who are you? Hello? Who are you? <laughs> you get, what did she take? You get nothing back after that. Oh my god. Come on, let's head home. And I'm going to grab Landy's hand. And there's a tingly feeling, but Ooh. we got to get home. And so I'm going to pocket that for now. Helvrana, what do you do after you realize that Jorn is gone and you had that weird dream? I think I'd just be like, oh, crap. And then I would just stress eat a lot of sandwiches amazing breakfast sandwiches <laughs> of course i shall prepare you as many breakfast sandwiches as you want can i move there yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah archibald's a good guy or is he <gasps> no he is <laughs> i want him to be like peppermint butler yeah. 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 Like all of these dark powers that we don't uh, yeah. know about. he definitely is a peppermint butler nice. for sure he works for greg yeah definitely yeah, what what, what is he again like what kind of what kind of dude he's a gnome he's a, gnome. He's a okay. very wizened gnome wizened gnome excellent love it and his name is archibald even if it wasn't before maybe you were calling him the wrong name and then he finally corrected like, you no it's archibald. it's archibald please stop calling me that other name i hate to be rude but my name is archibald he will make you plenty of sandwiches and a, a fruit platter to go along with it. Lanny and Ferris, you have made your way back to the house. I need you both to make a perception check for me as you are heading back into the house. At 12. 7. I'm tired. Ferris, you see out of the corner of your eye as Lanny shuffles back inside something moving in the bushes in front of Greg's house. There's a bunch of hedges that are that neatly line outside of the, the estate. Come out, you bastard! Make an intimidation check. <laughs> a 20. Dirty 20. Oh my gosh. So you shout that uh, and then you hear a frightened squeak and <laughs> coming tumbling out of the hedges is a Chadley who looks like he just woke up from being asleep oh, in, in the bushes. <laughs> he does his, a couple of like frightened squeaks and looks at you and just has this weird moment where he stares at you and the end. You get the sense that he's like, I won't tell anybody about what I've seen you do if you don't tell anybody about you found me in the bushes asleep. Now I'm going to look back at Chadley like, fine. <laughs> That's, no one else would understand this exchange between them, but something passes between their eyes in that moment. And there's a little gleam to both of their eyes as they come to that mutual understanding. Sorry, I yelled at you, sugar. Are you okay? And he, he will come up and scurry up onto your shoulder oh as you head inside. Goodness. Yeah, he falls promptly falls back asleep on your shoulder. Oh, poor <laughs> thing. Goodness. So Chadley's here. Let's see if Hiranas is in the house. 
The Maybe bracelets. she got back before we did. I know. So, as I was saying, I met your father about 75 years ago. <laughs> we were both mercenaries working in the mines of... Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I'm so old. Marana's <laughs> <laughs> just eating a sandwich, yeah. staring at him in his face with a blank look on her face as he's droning on and on. And you, as you come into the scene of a blank-faced Hilrana eating breakfast sandwiches. Oh, look, I realized after you left that I had no way of communicating with you to let you know that the mistress had returned. That's okay, Archie. Thank you. Hilrana, are you all right? I am fine. I have a lot of stories to tell you, but... Oh, my word. We were word sick. Chadley, there you are. He wakes up. And he scurries over and he nestles into you and he gives you an apologetic look. You should be sorry. I was kidnapped again. <gasps> he looks very shocked. <sighs> and he, well. he, give, he goes up and he gives you like a little squirrel nuzzle on your cheek and scurries around your neck a couple times. Ooh. And then nestles like right into your like the crook of your, your neck and your shoulder and falls asleep. I can't stay mad at you, Chadley. So someone has your communicator bracelet. Oh, yes, I lost that in the ruckus. Well, they they said you could have it back if you gave back something you took from them. Is everything all right, though? Oh, it's fine now. This happens occasionally. Oh, my lord. Being the daughter of a wealthy jeweler has its downsides. This isn't the first time I've been kidnapped. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my god. Well, as, as long as you're okay, you can tell us... Tell us a story of what happened when we've all gotten a good night's rest. Or good day's rest, I guess. The thing I'm most concerned about is someone was kidnapped with me. <gasps> I brought them back and put them in the vault. <gasps> and when I woke up this morning, they were gone. I have no idea how they escaped. What in the world? Or who they were. And now I'll never know. Can well, you teleport find. out of the vault? I would think not. Right. I would think Father would have a lots of devices to keep magic out of his vaults. There are definitely spells that would prevent the ability to teleport from there. You guys could make an arcana check if you would like. Should I make an arcana check? Yeah, everybody can. Everybody make an arcana check. Arcana check. Would it, check. Would it be check, all right check, if check. I... Um... Oh, sweetie! Off to bed. I can oh. make you some more. No, oh, no, 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 no. We've got enough sandwiches, like a tray of sandwiches. <laughs> All right, I just I stress make them when I'm worried, so he will head off to sleep. Thank you, I got honey. A 16, 19, 22. Whoa. Okay, excellent Arcana checks. So yeah, with your sixteen, Hilrana, you would be pretty sure that that Greg has at least some magical security in his vault, probably alarms of some sort. And you would get the sense that if there were alarms, they're probably keyed either to Archibald or to Greg's personal, like, he would get a, a ping if an alarm went off because he doesn't even know that you'd know about his vault. Right. Because it was a secret. And then I would say that probably both Ferris and Leonie would guess that there probably wouldn't be, there would be wards that would keep you from scrying within anybody in the vault from keeping people from teleporting in or out. I would say Lanny knows that there are other types of magic that can sometimes bypass this, that depending on the security levels. Somebody, if they had like a knock spell, might be able to, to do that. You've heard of people being able to go into a plane that exists between, like in between space, that they can right. shift into that space, moving through space in that, and then coming back into the material plane, and it's the ethereal plane. Right. And, and there's also like 
if there's any crack, they could have yeah. done gaseous form. Yeah, exactly. Escaped as a gas. Yes. So there are other options for inventive folk. Ferris and Lanny are very tired. As you head back up into the main part of the house, you see poor Archibald. He has a stone clutched in his hand and he's talking essentially to himself, looking very tired, looking like maybe he had just finally fallen back to sleep before he was awoken. And he's like, yes, of course, I will, I will get the mistress of post haste. And he comes up to you and he says, mistress, there's a call from your father. He said that he tried to, um, contact you with his sending stone that he had, but that you didn't respond, and then he got, uh, he talked to some woman that was very angry, and he will hand you the stone, and now you are in communication with your dad, who says, Honey, are you alright? I'm alright. Oh my gosh, I was so worried about you, I I tried to check in, you know, we, sometimes we have our regular morning check-ins, and uh, you weren't there, and then, oh gosh, I've gotten you into a terrible mess, haven't I? Oh, it's fine, it's nothing I haven't dealt with before. But honey, it it might be a little bit more complex than before. Why, what are you involved in? Well, uh, your dad, your dad made a... Uh, uh, oopsie, I guess you could say. A bit of a, a brain fart, you know. It happens as you get older, you start to forget things. Um, Amen. Uh, so, there's this woman, her name is Mistress Ashaba, and, uh, well, I had, she had commissioned me to take a priceless ruby from her and turn it into a nice uh, jewelry piece, and, you know, I, I was... You know how your dad likes to go out and party, Will. (laughs) I lost it in a game of cards, and, um, you know, uh, I meant to go get it back. And this business uh, arrangement came up, and I had to leave town, and I just totally forgot about it. (laughs) It's really funny if you think about it. But anyway, she's really pissed, and I think that's why she kidnapped you, because she's really mad at me. And she said... I'm going to take this price out in blood, uh, mostly probably your daughter's blood, if you don't get me that sto- that ruby back. And you didn't think to maybe tell me? I, I just found out right now. I totally forgot about it. Right, well, I'm so sorry, baby. He starts to cry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I can't come back. If I could come back, I would, but I, I'm, I'm currently detained by other pressing issues. Are you okay? Are you in jail again? Of course not. You can make an insight check if you want to. I'll say for the sake of things, you guys can also hear what. what okay, like, you can put it her. on. You can put it on speaker. Speaker. Speaker stone. Speaker stone. Dirty nice. twenty. Dirty twenty. Yeah, he's definitely a joke. Ah. All right. I'll arrange. Just let me know where you are, and I'll have Archie send over the bail money. It's more com. It's more complicated than that. The funds right now are a little dry. Because otherwise I would just be like, hey, go give her, go give whoever I got the, I traded the stone to. Where give is some the money. stone? Well, uh, I, I regularly gamble with a group of, of somewhat close friends and I lost it this past time, I, I believe, to a merchant named Aneth Tresile. Yo, how the hell do you spell that? Eight. <laughs> oh, lady, how you doing? I can definitely spell that for you if you need that for your notes. Um, she's a gambling buddy of mine. She owns a, a shop that, you know, we trade stuff sometimes. We sometimes get mad at each other, but she, she cleaned me out this time, and this is all I had at the moment, so I figured I would buy it back at some point or win it back, and then I just forgot. She's the owner of Spellbound. It's in the Sky Market. It's not 
couple blocks away from my shop. She could probably be reasoned with, maybe. Alright, anything else you can uh, tell us that might help us get it back? You can tell her that I will owe her a favor. Greg, I'm sorry to interrupt. What other kinds of things might she be interested in besides your favors? You know, a lot of my stuff don't... You guys, I'm sure you found the vault by now. You know, my daughter is very crafty. Um, most of that stuff in there is not very valuable, so probably don't doesn't want any of that. Interested in magical secrets, uh, oddities, antiquities. Nothing that I have to give you. But a favor, I could definitely promise her something in the future and that might be worth something a favor from a gin is always worth something exactly exactly and i don't give them out lightly so she might she might be into that all right guess we're going down well are you going with me i just assumed oh are we uh do we need to rest are we good you can definitely rest if you want to yeah right. do you mind if we take a quick rest sandwiches yeah, have some sandwiches and maybe take a little nap. And then we'll be good to go. All right. I'm going to eat a sandwich and then pass out. Like, I'm, I'm asleep in the kitchen. Perfect. Aww. There's I'm a nice little uh, a blanket window. Over yeah. Lanny. There's like a little bay window with a window seat that you could fall asleep on. I definitely can't climb those stairs right now. <laughs> no. Oh, bad choices. Were bad made. choices. The entire person chooses the tower room. <laughs> That's we funny. really should put an elevator in. It'd be funny if actually there was an elevator the whole time and you didn't. And I'm like, it's behind this door. Eventually it's going to help me get, uh, I'll get an athletics um, proficiency from climbing those stairs over and over again. Enough times you will definitely get a bump to 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 athletics. Lenny has like amazing thighs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So muscular. I also want to talk to Mr. Chadley. Yeah. Of course. Chadley, where the hell were you? He makes some some pathetic barks, and he basically will tell you that he got really mad at you, and he ran off, and then he decided to go gamble for a little while. (gasps) (laughs) You know, as you do. He went, he gambled for a while, he got into a fight with a regular human Man, just not a not other squirrel, a full size <laughs> human squirrels. man got into a fight, barely made it out, ran back to the house and just got a little bit disoriented, and then was ashamed to come inside. So he he just stayed outside until he knew that you were home. Can I do an insight check to see if he's lying? Absolutely. I will make a deception or persuasion check for Chadley. Seven. It's a really bad roll. You get the sense that Chadley is making a lot of that story up. (gasps) For shame. Why has he got to be so shady? He seems apologetic that he ran away and left you and you got kidnapped. He does feel really bad about that. But other than that, his story does not seem accurate at all to you. I think we all need to talk about Chadley's (laughs) behavior. Chadley, uh, (laughs) this is an intervention. (laughs) Before you go try to solve it. We all have letters. Chadley, your gambling problem. (laughs) This is how it's affected me. Has been causing a lot of issues. Now, is this a private conversation? Tearing apart our family. I assume they're having a private conversation, okay. maybe while they're, while you guys are sleeping. All right, so we didn't hear any. Well, we wouldn't have known anyway, probably. Can no. I tell him? Okay. okay. Well, I can, I can do whatever I want. You can. You have um, a way of communicating. I want to say, Chadley. Chadley, tell me what really happened. Make a persuasion check. Thirteen. Okay. Chadley will look kind of ashamedly over to the side, and he will tell you that he 
basically <laughs> scrambled up the wall and then started to climb down, fell, and then hit his head and fell and then was passed out in the alleyways of the beholder and then woke up really early in the morning and was super embarrassed and then ran back to the house. All right. And he did fall asleep in the bushes outside because he does have a head injury. Oh, are you okay? Can I do a medicine <laughs> check? A medicine check. Maybe he dreamed that he got into a fight with a human man. <laughs> I made yeah. all that up. It's happened before, so 17. he was trying to work, like, use yeah, believable that makes sense. things. Yeah. yeah, it didn't work. It's a good lying strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, my medicine check goes at 17. He does have, like, a big welt on his little squirrel head. Oh, poor Aww. baby. And, poor but you don't think that he's in risk of, like, having a, t his, a, a really bad concussion or anything that would be need to have squirrel medicine. To I'm going to insist on wrapping it up. Oh, so okay. So a cute little squirrel bandage. Yes, <laughs> you can bandage it up. He seems much more chill than he had been before. He seems a little bit embarrassed. Well, actually very embarrassed about the whole thing. <laughs> well, Chadley, you know you can always talk to me. You don't need to go running off getting head injuries and alleys. We've been together a long time. We can work through anything. He squeaks and nods a little bit. Oh, hey there. It's me, your DM and pal, Emily. It's just so nice to have you here with us. I'd like to do a special shout out to Chelsea, AKA at Chelarson Art on Twitter. Thank you so much for your support and love, Chelsea. They're an incredible fantasy artist and you should go check their stuff out. We'll put a link in the show notes. Cool fun tip, if you tag at Roll for Romance on Twitter, you get a chance for a shout out in a future episode like we just did for Chelsea. If you enjoy the show, consider sharing it with a friend who might also like our antics. You can follow at Roll for Romance on Twitter and also review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you haven't already. We also have a coffee now where you can tip us and peruse our various TTRPG creations and link for that is in our show notes. Thanks again for listening. Now let's get back to our amorous adventures. All right, so I'm going to wake you guys up and say rise and shine. What are we doing today? Did you want to go talk to an actress? Yes, might as well. So you can make your way across town to Sky Market, which is the center of the Upper Terrace. You find your way to Spellbound, which is the name of a magic shop slash book shop. And you get to the shop. There is a sign outside that is very fancily scrawled and you open the door and the interior of it is very dark. There were like really thick velvet curtains that had blocked out the windows so you couldn't see inside and you enter it is dimly lit by these multicolored floating orbs that are all bobbing around towards the ceiling the walls themselves are very dark and there are all kinds of different shelves of strange looking tomes and tattered scrolls a large cabinet filled with potions and components and display cases illuminated from inside featuring an assortment of iniquities and oddities Ooh. and at towards the back of the space as you enter there's a little tiny chime that happens and a woman comes from a back room behind curtains she's a medium height human maybe woman 
who has long, silky black hair, dark skin. On one of her arms, there are golden tattoos of snakes going all the way up and down her arm. The other arm is missing, and on that side of her body, she has a snake draped over her shoulder and it comes out and actually is the first thing that you see peeking around the corner is this large snake pulling the curtain back for her to move through and then it coils back up and wraps over her shoulder. That is so cool. And she will say to you, Welcome. It is a pleasure to have you here at my shop. Welcome to Spellbound. May I help you? Hello. I am looking for Anath Tressoil. That is me. It is wonderful to have you in my shop, and who might you be? I am Hilrana Draymond, the daughter of Greg, perhaps you know him. Greg the Gargarius? Yes, the one and only. Yes, I know of him. You don't look much like him, thankfully. (laughs) No, yes, we're both thankful for that. (laughs) Are you here to peruse my wares? So I understand my father recently lost a card game to you in which you won a ruby jewel. He's very bad at cards. He is. I keep telling him to stop playing. He really does need to stop, but he's an addict of sorts. Everyone around me seems to be a gambling addict. It's a problem in the city. (laughs) I can stop whenever I want to because I much prefer the treasures that you see around me. And they're lovely. Thank you. Would you like to, perchance, peruse my wares? And she looks at you, the other two as well. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm going to just, you know, go and look around. But um, first, I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts on her. Ooh! Ooh. I love it. Um, So you're getting surface stuff from her. Yes. I'm not trying to get more than that because I don't want her to notice. Of course. So you can go and look at one of the display cases and yeah. then subtly... Um, is, there a, is there any kind of somatic component to uh, detect thoughts or is it just... There is. So make just a deception check for me. Dirty 20. Ooh. <laughs> Shit. So you do it and you're going to get the stuff, but you see her very like narrow slitted eyes dart over to you as she's continuing to talk as you're casting this. But you do get the sense of her thinking, her surface thoughts are intrigued that you are casting a spell on her. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, just like a, like a very quiet... Huh, okay. Interesting. Um, you don't get any sense of malice or anything in her emotion. Okay. She doesn't seem upset. She, You do get the sense that she is just curious about you all maybe wanting to make a sale. She's a salesperson. Right, right. Yeah. And the snake will come off of her shoulder at this point and come down and slither over to where the display case is and it will actually nudge open the top of it and she says, if there's anything you would like to inspect, please feel free to do so. Thank you. Is a snake a sales snake? It is my sales snake, yes. (laughs) Ferris is fascinated. Of course, the decor she thinks is amazing because it's similar to the heavy velvet drapes that Mm -hmm. she uses in her shop. And she's checking out those floating orbs because she thinks that's a super cool idea. She's all the time trying to get decorating ideas Mm, to freshen up her space. So she's mostly looking around in joy and wonderment at the decor. Okay, awesome. So continuing our conversation. Oh, I was asking if she remembers winning that ruby from Greg. Yes. Yes, I do remember that. I I'd be happy to discuss it if you wanted to take a moment to 
perhaps look at what I have to offer? I would love to look at what you have to offer, but also, do you still have the ruby in your possession? That's uh, something we can discuss. Well, I'm here Once to you discuss it. <laughs> make a purchase. Oh, okay. Purchase for information. Right. I will look around. My wares are very nice. I think you will like them. If you're anything like Grant. Do I see anything that catches my eye? Sure, you all can look around if you want to. Just see what, what is going on in this spooky shop. Yeah, I definitely want to look around. All right. Yeah. It's a magic shop. And Whee! you do all she will say to you. And this jogs something in probably Hilrana's memory because she was the one that read the tabloid that in the ads there was a she says there's a buy two magical items, get membership to our social club offer Ooh. going on right now. Intriguing. It's very exclusive. And you can't be that exclusive if you just have to buy two items. So you see within the store, and you can ask her more questions about these things, but in the display right next to you where the snake had popped it open, what should the snake's name be? My first thing was Slithers, like Smithers. Slithers, okay, yes. <laughs> Sl- Sl- Slithers, she's like, Slithers, can you aid? Can you aid that one over there? Apologies, I did not catch your name. Oh, hello, yes, um, my name is Lana Verferix. Wonderful to meet you, I am Annette Tressile. Very nice to meet you, Ms. Tressile. So there is a skull with a sapphire eye. There are a bunch of darts that look very, maybe magical imbued or potentially poisonous, you're not sure. It's like a hodgepodge. You see a very, very fancy shining amulet at the center of that thing. And it has this little bubble over it that seems like maybe it's protecting it from anybody actually trying to take it out. Other things, you see a big rolled up textile, gorgeous woven carpet in the one corner of the space that catches your eye. Those bobbing lights, some of them are for sale. Ooh. And there's in the one cabinet with all these different bottles, tons of different types of potions. There's one that looks like it has just pure smoke inside of it, and a little bit is just leaking out and kind of filling some of the space of the cabinet. There is a very creepy looking mirror with some snakes around the border of it and little like demon-y looking skulls no, in the you. filigree around it. Bunch of different scrolls, tons and tons of scrolls, tons of books, it's a bunch of material components. There's like acid. Among the components and the crystals, there is one particularly fancy looking sapphire. If you want any information, please let me or Slithers know. I'm interested in the mirror. Ooh, you have expensive taste oh, and a bit taste. dangerous taste. This over here is a mirror of life trapping. Don't look in it for too long. I have it enchanted so that it will not grab you, but it is often used as a defense to stop anyone intruding or anyone looking into the mirror, trapping their souls inside of it. Oh, I can't guarantee whether or not there are any occupants within at the moment. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think I might pass on that. (laughs) (laughs) But I am interested in some of your bobbin orbs. I feel like Chadley is looking at the mirror. He's like like touching the side. Chadley, don't don't look at it too long, Chadley. (laughs) It should be all right. I think I can get him out if (laughs) Oh, my goodness. For a small fee. 
course. <laughs> of course. Those are drift globes. They will cost you 300 gold for a trio of them. Oh, wonderful. I think I might take a trio. Perfect. How big are they? These ones are fairly small, like the size of a plum or okay, a peach. Yeah. yeah. But it might be useful. Yeah, you can definitely use them like for adventuring too. People right. can use them as light sources if you need them. Or you could learn to juggle them. Yeah, you could. There are three of them, so yeah. that would be amazing. They do kind of float on their own, so it would be, yeah. assist you in the process. Yeah, even better. You wouldn't have to be very good. Maybe good. Yeah, good for beginners. Anything else that was interesting to anyone? I'm interested in the amulet. The amulet is probably the fanciest looking thing in the place. You have uh, Hilrona has honed her expensive taste. <laughs> This right here is an amulet of the plains. It is mostly for using to travel between the different planes of our realm. Wow. It's one of my favorite items. I can't tell you how I got it. (laughs) How did you get it? Well, (laughs) I'll tell you. (laughs) My mother was a planar traveler. She was a type of, I guess you could call demigod, angel of sorts. And she used to use it back in the day when she passed. She was going to give it to my sister, but let's just say I was convincing and Ooh. took it for myself. And, and you're selling it now? Yes, I don't need it anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And how much does that cost? Well, this one, like I said, is quite valuable. It is 65,000 gold. <gasps> okay, I have 25 gold. <laughs> I'm not saying that out loud, but I'm like, I, got, like, her I can't afford anything. The, the thing is, there is a wide... From what you can tell, just doing a general intelligence kind of survey, because right. you're used to being like, yeah, I can't afford right. this shit. Um, there's a wide variety of prices, and you guys have happened to pick out the most what about the carpet? interesting looking things. Yeah, the carpet is, this is these are like goals. These are goals for you guys to yes. work up to, essentially. It's yes, a flying carpet. Yes, this, uh, you are correct. It <gasps> is a carpet of flying. It was woven by the I don't remember. I don't know. I didn't get a pedigree on this, but it's pretty fancy, don't you think? <laughs> And her snake will come over and will help her with one side and she uses the other arm that has all the tattoos on it to open up the carpet and unfurl it and it floats, taking up a big chunk of the center floor space. It just floats in the air. As you can see, it's it's a flying carpet. (laughs) What about this expensive gem over here? That is an elemental gem. It has an elemental trapped inside of it bondage to the gem. Poor elemental. I wouldn't have thought that a daughter of Greg's would be squeamish about that sort of thing. Well, I'm not heartless. Neither am I. Do you have any tools of divination? <sighs> divination. I have some scrolls. I have some books on divination. Oh, can your lovely assistant point me to that? Yes, so they will take you over there. You know, as a warlock, scrolls aren't going to really help. No, you. no, no. I was hoping for like some cards or some runes yeah, or you bones. Can, you can find some fancy bones that you have no idea what these are bones of. Yeah, they're they're bones. very very small. Maybe oh. she will. You can ask. She will tell you that they are bones of a god. 
kobold warrior. Ooh. They can help you see your future dangers that may appear. Oh, and what a surprise on these. 500 gold. If she's not going to take the bones, I'll take the bones. The bones. Go ahead. There are a bunch of books, too, if you there's anything that you wanted to look for. I would definitely... Of. Chadley's looking at the books. Yeah, look Does at the Chadley books. have any money? <laughs> Chadley has no money. Come on. Oh, yeah, he lost it all. What type of books are you looking for? You can make an investigation check if you want to for specific books. Um, I'm still kind of interested in this whole Lear... Yeah. Like, all the Lear junk. I'm, I'm wondering if there are any books about that entire situation. Interesting you have a connection to Lear. Just curious. She narrows her her very slitted eyes at you. They get even more narrow, and and by slit, they're very snake-like eyes. Right. She's this very snaky lady. Uh, make a persuasion check for me, and she's gonna make an insight check on you. Thirteen. There's something about you that resonates when I look at you. All three of you, in fact. You seem trustworthy if you are. Not related, but, you know, associated with Greg. <laughs> My mother was actually a servant of, of Leah. She died oh. back when her all of her disciples were slaughtered. So I do have a bit of that blood in my veins. Interesting. So I do have a few tomes that may be of use to you. I can't give them to you, but I could lend them. Well, if you wouldn't mind... I would need you to join my social club. <laughs> okay. Is it just a book club? <laughs> you, can, you can. Do you ask that? Yes. How did you guess? <laughs> I would love to I'm not like join your book club. club. I call it a social club because that seems more glamorous. But yes, it's a book club. In fact, you all have been so nice so far, and you've purchased the thing, the threshold of what I. Wanted before I gave you more information. I don't have the gem anymore, unfortunately. I gave it. She goes into a bookshelf. She opens, presses a couple buttons on something, and it opens up into a back room, which is... I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's a much different vibe than this room. It's much more light and cute and flowery. And she says, I got it for an advanced copy of Evangeline Spock's latest novel. Wow. Um, come, we can do, come into the reading room. Do you happen to remember who you traded it to? And I gave it to her, uh, Miss oh. Sparks herself. Oh. She came into the shop and she saw it and she said, I don't have the money for that, but I could give you a signed copy of my latest book, Sating the Seder. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, goodness. I'm a bit of a romance fan. Oh, we are as well. I am. I think we discussed this before, didn't yeah. we? It's my social club is a romance and other Chadley mostly Chadley is suddenly novels. very interested because, you know, <laughs> he likes to write romance novels in his spare time. Is that what he was writing? Oh, romance yeah. novels? I would not have guessed that. I also, of course, do scholarly meetings if that's more. But yes, I don't have the gem. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's quite all right. We thank you for giving us a lead on that. Um, yes, I I would love to join the the club. I I suppose I could use some some healing potions. Yes, of course. 
course, healing potions would be. Do we each have to buy two things? In order to be a member of this social okay, club. That's all that's all <laughs> <laughs> She's a hard, yes, hard bargain. Yeah, the, uh, inexpensive <laughs> crystals. Yeah, you, well, there's the elemental gem, which she would sell you for 300 gold. There, the po- potions of healing are 100 gold each. Mm-hmm. There's just some like fancy star quartz and other types of crystals that are about 25 to 50 gold each. Um, they're not. She would let it slide. They're not actually magic items, so right. They I wouldn't necessarily count. But you're buying crystal. the bones, so you can buy the bones in a crystal. I'm gonna fight buy those. Okay, so you get two potions of healing, which is awesome to have. Um, you get the augury bones and the crystal, which will be 550 gold total. Well, I, let me go get those tomes for you, please. Bear in mind that there is a very powerful curse on them if you don't bring them back. Oh, I will definitely return them. You know, you lend books out sometimes and people don't bring them back. It's a big problem that I've experienced. Is there a time frame on the curse? You'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At this time, you actually hear from your waist if you do have the orca with you. I do. I have the orca delicato. He says, be careful of curses there, Lanover. I don't trust this one. It's, uh, she seems similar to the one that ensnared me and stored me in this sword. All right, I will read them very quickly. Read quickly, young Lanover. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Don Carlo. Of course, anytime. I do want to be part of that social club, though, so I'm really <laughs> glad that you uh, you got your your admission into that. Oh, yes, that. definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be sure to bring you to all the meetings. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very appreciative of that, Lenever. I knew we would be fast friends since the moment you held me in your hands. Okay, I'm going to write <laughs> Lanny um, slash Don Carlos fanfiction where he like, takes a physical form and they're like, we actually love each other. Yes, forever. yes, incredible. Yes. You are now members of her social club, the Spellbound Social Club, which is a book club, primarily romance novels. The book for this next one would be, I have it actually for sale if you would like it. It is called Kiss of Fire. Ooh. And it has a very fancy-looking Ifriti on the cover. Oh, how much for that? Oh, is this these books for social club members are one gold. Oh, I will definitely. Okay, I'll get yeah. one of those. I'll get one. She gives you the books, and she will direct you, if you would like, to the publisher's location for Evangeline Sparks, because... That would probably be the best lead for getting in touch with that novelist who has the gem now. Okay. The sun has begun to set by now. It's a beautiful sunset and you can head over if you want to tonight or you can go back to bed, even though you're probably not tired, and um, do whatever you would like to do. Um, I'm going to go over to the publisher because why the heck not? You make your way. From the Sky Market to Lark's Way, which is where the Beholder is, where the House of Heavenly Delights is, that part of the city. And you find a very small nondescript building with a small plaque on the front that says Sirens Press. And when the Orca sees that, Don Carlos, he's like, 
The Sirens Press. I'm not into this at all, Lanover. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, Don Carlos. Keep your wits about you. This whole thing is foul and dangerous. All right. I shall. But inside there is a human man who is balding, a little bit older, and he's sitting at a reception desk and he looks up as you enter and he says, Hey, uh, good evening. How's it how's it how, how's it hanging? What do you need? Hi. I was wondering if we could speak to Evangeline Sparks. Are you a fan? Because we I can take any notes for her. I can I can give her a message. She's I, I don't we don't usually just let anybody off the street meet her. Yes, we are fans. We are here about another matter. She was traded a ruby that is very important to my family, and I need to get it back. Okay, make a persuasion check. Does anyone want to help Hilvard? Yes, yes, please help me. I will help. So yeah, you can make a roll with advantage for your persuasion. Because we look very trustworthy. I like how the least charismatic person is doing the... 17. Oh, good. Yeah. Excellent. So he nods and he says, all right, she is actually on the premises right now. So let me go check. And then if it's okay with her, you can go and, and chat with her. So he goes for a little while he closes and locks a door that goes into a back hallway and then uh just about a a minute or two later he comes back and he says all right come on with me she's back in the courtyard she's a little bit busy right now but she can give you a few minutes of her time he leads you down this hallway and then it opens up into a small courtyard in the back of the building and you see a alarming yet intriguing sight which is the light has fading it's the golden hour of light and you see in the back courtyard a scene set before you there is a painter sitting at an easel taking sketches of these figures there is an incredibly ripped minotaur wearing a thin loincloth and a voluptuous half-elf in only gold body paint and they are standing still in this very provocative embrace and you see a fairy a very small fairy woman with wings that kind of look like a luna moth and light green hair fluttering literally hovering over the shoulder of this artist giving him pointers and then yelling things at the models you would guess to change their poses slightly as they are doing a sketch for maybe her next book mm-hmm. ooh sneak peek fairy evangeline you would assume he says miss miss evangeline this is your these are the people that I spoke of, and then he will retreat. And she looks over uh, briefly at you all, flutters around in a circle, and says, "Oh well, um, uh, hi. I, I can help you. I'm a, I'm a little bit busy, as you know, how, as you can see right now. We're we're starting to lose the light. But you said you needed a gem. Yes, I'm so sorry. It's so no, nice to no, meet you. No, you gotta first of all. move your arm over there. Move it over. No, the other way. Come on. Ugh. And so sorry. Um, what did you say? <laughs> um, you were recently you traded a copy of your new novel to uh Annette at the uh, okay Annette yeah well, what about that you said something about a gem um, time is money I gotta I'm I gotta so get sorry. this done what we, is going on my father accidentally lost that gem and we need it back it's a priceless family heirloom and it was traded in like in error oh well shit I uh, that's that's really bad news for you uh I actually don't have it anymore <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. But yeah, um, I gave it to some guy. I saw him on the street. He looked really good for one of my covers that I was working on for The Blood Lord's Thirst. It's kind of a gothic book that I've been working on. 
Um, anyway, oh, no, don't please. You gotta, you gotta stick your butt out more. It, it, this is not working. And so she she goes over and she like t- grabs the the person's hips and like moves them backwards and then flutters back over. Anyway, sorry. Um, so. I saw him on the street. I needed a model. My model had like just crapped out on me. He came and he saw the gem and he was like, wow, that'd be a really cool present for my uncle for a birthday party coming up. And so I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I just really need to get this cover done. I don't need this gem. I just thought it was cool in the moment. Anyway. to know his name or where we can find him? She snaps her fingers and that assistant comes out and he's... She said, what was the name of that guy that I gave the, 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 the model that I gave the, the gem to? And he, he looks through, he flips through a bunch of pages and he says, oh, um, it looks like it was a, uh, a Luke Bloodworth. <gasps> hmm. Okay. Thank Sorry, I can't so, help you. Thank you so much. No, that's very helpful. Thank you so much for your time. Do you need anything forward. signed while you're here? Oh, yes. Can you sign my copy of one of your latest, The Kiss of Fire? Kiss of Fire, yeah, definitely. She grabs it and scribbles it in really quickly. She, a pen appears from out of the I also want air. my copy signed. Okay, please. she signs the copies of your books. Sorry about that. I gotta get back to no, work. Thank you so much, thank Ms. You for Evangeline. Help. I can't wait to read your next book. As you are leaving, you got, make a perception check for me, everybody. 14. Four. Ten. Lanny, you're the only person catches that as you are leaving, the Minotaur tries to give like a saucy wink at Ferris. And that she totally misses it. Damn! <laughs> Ferris, he just winked at you. Ooh, the Minotaur. And then she's gonna mouth behold at him. <laughs> and he, he gives a little smile and then goes back to his pose. <laughs> I want Ferris to get in a relationship with the Minotaur. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. She can ride him in multiple The ways. Minotaur model. Uh-huh. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so you now know that Luke Bloodworth has this stone that your family needs. But he's giving it to his uncle. He's giving it to his uncle, apparently, for a birthday. Guess the... I'm going to the Beholder and see if I could find him there. Is this Uncle the Lord? I mean, the Baron? Make a, oh, yeah, a history check. Oh, shit, a natural one. So I'm not <laughs> no, a definitely natural not. 20. Okay, then the big... The, you were, you're still thinking about that minotaur. Yeah, it's pretty hot. I got a 15. <laughs> uh, yes, so you are positive, Lanny, that Luke Bloodworth would be the nephew of Baron Bloodworth, who is the person that you had read about, and man dancing with... Lady Cosima in the one vision. That and are you they had. still in town? They no, still- they had left town in the middle of the night, right after the wedding. Dun dun dun. But all right, so did he leave town before he could have gotten the ruby? Correct. He would not have been here. Luke Excellent. has been staying, as you had heard from Sono and from Luke, that he had been in town since the wedding. He had been his first time in the city, and he was just enjoying the sights. Well, we could send a calling card to Sono. I have a feeling he wouldn't mind seeing us again. That's a good idea. I think we should do that. But I think I'm also, since we're near the Beholder, I think I want to check in there. Sure. And see if he's maybe visiting Adonis. Probably. Well, then I'll just go tidy up my booth. Adonis won't give you anything if he sees me. Lanny, would you mind coming with me since I'm not very good at persuading people? That's no problem at all, of course. (laughs) Chadley looks a little uh, reticent to go back to the Beholder after his embarrassing incident and his outburst, but he reins it in. He's actually been very sweet and snuggly 
and he's been very calm on this whole adventure. You make your way back over to the beholder. It's not very far from here. It's nighttime, so it's open again. You go inside, and indeed, you do see Adonis and Lord Bloodworth sitting in one of the booths at towards the back space of the room. All right, I go over to them. Luke, as soon as he sees you, stands up, and he says, uh, Mistress uh, Hilrano, it is a pleasure to see you again. A pleasure to see you as well. I actually came here to see you. I have a question to ask you. Of course, I... You ran off so suddenly the other evening. Oh, well, I guess yes. it was last night. But yeah, I was kidnapped. That's I, another is story, you're, is though. You were kidnapped? Are you I'm all right? Fine. And he, he grabs your hand a little bit, and he looks at you, like, with a very concerned look. I pat his hand, and I have to say, it's okay. I didn't mean to startle Chad you. Chadley's fur bristles a little bit when he touches you, but I he just, chills back out. I start out. stroking Chadley, <laughs> patting him on my shoulder. Oh, uh, yes. Calm him down. Fearsome, fearsome beast that beats me. Is he doing all right? I see he has a head wound. Lanever, it is a pleasure to see you as well. Adonis is just sitting there like his arms crossed. Hi, Adonis. Hi. So sorry to be (laughs) taking up your time, Adonis. It's fine as long as you know. You know who isn't here. I don't have a problem with you all. Oh, I haven't seen her this evening. Good. (laughs) Yes, I'm so sorry to interrupt. It It is not a problem at all. I have to ask you, uh, did you get a ruby from Miss Amv- Evangeline Sparks? <laughs> how, how do you know that? Well, I've been chasing it around all day. You see, it's a priceless family heirloom that my father lost, and I'm trying to oh get my. it back. That is um, unfortunate. I have already sent it off in the mail to my uncle for the birthday of his new paramour. Oh. <laughs> I... Lady Kasima. The problem is, it's not actually Hirana's family heirloom. Uh, It was, the jewel was given to Hirana's father um, to make into jewelry. Um, Yes, of course. But now the family who owned that ruby is after Hirana. They kidnapped her yesterday. Oh, Hirana, that is terrible. And if we can't get the jewel back, they'll kill her. (gasps) Make a persuasion check with advantage. Dirty 20. Okay, yeah, he looks very alarmed and concerned, and he says, We must, we must do something about this. I, you, you all must come with me to my estate, my, my, my uncle's estate. Uh, you, you can be guests at his party. It is, if you oh, would will like. he be there? He is there with his oh. new, his new paramour. He's, I sent the present ahead of me. I'm actually heading out of town tomorrow. And Adonis looks at him and he's like, no! And <laughs> um, very disappointed. Yeah, yes, I was planning on inviting Adonis to come with me, but perhaps you could be my guest instead. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to intrude on Adonis's place. It's, I'm sure it... Adonis won't mind. But Adonis <laughs> like, is like... <sighs> But he doesn't say anything. He just smiles. The most pissed off smile. And somewhere in her booth, Ferris just had a little tiny <laughs> orgasm <laughs> without knowing why. <laughs> I would be happy to escort you to the estate and it is a few days away, but we can... I'm sure my uncle would be happy to give back the gym. Oh, I would be happy to go. Um, Adonis, I would owe you a favor, of course. 
Oh no, it's fine. I need to stay here and work anyway. That's so considerate of you, Adonis. You know me, I'm so generous. You are generous and so kind. I have thought this about this. You are quite a remarkable person. Yes, and thank you so much for your help. Of course. I shall send my carriage for you. Is tomorrow too early? Oh no, the earlier the better. Alright. Well, I shall enjoy this last evening with Adonis. Yes. And I shall see you tomorrow. Thank you again for your help. Of course. And for some reason, like, I'm backing away, but also kind of bowing. I'm not <laughs> sure why. It just seems appropriate. He's used to it. So you now have an invite to go to. Lady Cosima's birthday party at Baron Bloodworth's Girl, what are you doing? Tomorrow. <laughs> are you going to bring anyone else with you, or are you just going to go by yourself? <laughs> are we... Oh, gosh. I could oh, go... Yeah. Like, I could oh, can I bring the... people with me? Are we... Is the invitation extended just to me, or to... If you my have group? any servants that you want to attend to, Excellent. you can bring Thank them you. as well. I do. <laughs> I will bring my I will bring my two servants with. <laughs> okay. And Chansey, of course. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> Chadley's loving that. Chadley is oh. just—you can feel him slightly vibrating, but like he's keeping it together. He's keeping it in check. When Ferris is told. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even care when she's told that she will be in disguise as a servant of Harana, and that thwarted Adonis from being able to go. She will physically laugh so hard that it's concerning. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Incredible. People in the, uh, look over like, is she okay? Um, it goes on like uncomfortable. Yeah. As, you're leaving, as you're walking down the and street. And we're all just kind of look like. It's awkward. Around. Incredible. So, I guess we're going back to Greg's. Yes. Greg, yep. We're walking into Greg's, and I'm going to tap Lanny on the shoulder and say, can I talk to you for just a moment? Of course, Ferris. What, what do you need? Well, Lanny, I, this might be a little awkward. And I know we're friends, but last night, when I grabbed your hand, I felt a spark. Did you, did you feel anything? Um, is going to turn, like, bright red. Oh, um, yes? Well, I just want you to know that even though I, I kind of was flirting with that minotaur a little bit, if you ever felt comfortable exploring that spark, I'm always open. But mm-hmm. I'm also just glad to be your friend. Uh, um, oh, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that ball in your court, sugar. But may, may I kiss your cheek? Of course, yes. And I'll kiss Lanny's cheek and then just sort of back away and do the little finger wave as I go into my room. I'm just going to stand there stunned for like <laughs> two whole minutes. And then I'm going to like really disorientedly search for how do I get back to my room? <laughs> <laughs> 